The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Holds the incredible title of being the first person ever to complete the ultimate explorer's grand slam, and that is to travel to every country in the world, to climb the seven summits, and to reach both the North and South Poles. We're joined by himself, an adventurer and blogger with One Step Forward, live from his home in Thailand. Johnny Ward, good morning and welcome. Good morning, Pat. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. Um, when did you complete the grand slam? I actually just got back to, to Thailand yesterday. I was This time last week, I was in Antarctica, uh, so I'm still in recovery mode. Now, uh, the idea of doing the Grand Slam, uh, when did that begin to fester in your brain? Because you've been on the road, really, uh, for, what, 15, 16, 17 years? That's it. Yeah, I just turned 40 a couple of weeks ago, and I left Ireland, actually, when I was 18, so it's been a while. Um, it's Long story short is... I had a dream of trying to visit 100 countries before I was 30. And, and once I got close to that, when I was 27, 28, so like 10 odd years ago, I discovered that no one from Ireland had ever visited every country in the world. So then I spent the next 10 years of my life trying to do that. And then thankfully managed to, to finish that in 2017. And then I had a bit of a lull. I didn't really know what to do after spending so long trying to do something. So I ended up doing all these ultra marathons and climbing all these mountains and then I found out no one had done every country plus the, the, the seven summits and the pools. So then I spent the last seven years or whatever it was doing that. And then I've just finished it, thankfully. OK, so there's nothing else to do unless we get, um, you know, countries divided by new borders and new countries <laughs> created. Well, I think my missus would probably say that it's time to, to have some kids. So there, that, there's always that to do. <laughs> All right. Uh, now, the, the, the kind of adventuring you started on, uh, what prompted it? Because, you, you know, you came from, I think it was Galway originally, then to County Down, then to do your college education in the UK. Uh, so it looked like a conventional pathway. Uh, yeah, not quite, to be honest. Pat. We, had a, had a, we had a bit of a tricky childhood, my mum, my sister and myself. And without getting into the domestic details, we ended up moving up north. Um, and I grew up in Kilkeel, County Down. And we were on welfare for a decade and all this, and my friends and were always off to Spain or the, the richer ones off to Florida when you're like 14, 15 and all. I just dreamed of like seeing the world and we couldn't, we couldn't afford to do it. And then I went to university in England, as you say. So the day I finished my, my degree in England, the, ne- the very next day, 12 hours later, I flew one way to USA and I literally was never back in the UK yeah. and Ireland as a home. Ever since. A, from from that day on. Now, the, the whole idea when you were in, in school and the idea of uh, let's have a gap year, <laughs> that was not yeah, possible you know for you. No, it's funny you say that, Pat, actually, because I, I used to have like uh, arguments with my mom about it. I've got a very good relationship with my mom. And she always said to me, like, not that we had the money for this gap year stuff anyway, but she always convinced me to go to university before I took a gap year because she was she believed I would never go home and God has she ever been proven right I never hear the end of that one mm-hmm. now the, the lure of the nine to five existence Monday to Friday which attracts many people uh, was not for you and when did you know that you know I was always independent let's say my teachers might use a few different words growing up um so I never really wanted to subscribe to the concept of having to ask your boss for your, your time off and all this. So I would rather, I always figured I'd rather make a pittance for myself than a fortune for someone else where they would be able to dictate 
like what I could and couldn't do. So to be honest, even at a young age, even like 14, 15, 16, I felt like that. And then I started I started a travel blog back in the day um, in 2009, 2010, and I managed to kind of monetize that. And that allowed me to avoid the real world, let's say. And then I, I based myself in Thailand where I, while I did all these crazy adventures. Not that I'm ever bloody here, like I'm away nine, 10 months a year, you know, to try to do all this stuff. But hopefully that'll change a bit now I've finished. And going back in time, when you went to the United States, um, that one-way ticket, uh, you, you were a worker bee. I mean, you never really stopped working, but everything you wanted to do was to fund your excursions. That's Yeah, that's exactly right. I actually, you know, before I set off to the US, we had, as I said, we had no money and your parents shouldn't pay for your gap year anyway. But a lot of the case, that a lot of times that is the case. I ended up doing a month in medical research in a hospital in Belfast where they lock you up for... I was there for five weeks in this little uh, hospital room where they test drugs on you and they paid me two or three grand and I used that money to set myself up and hit the road. And then since then, I've just been working. Yeah, I was I, I working in these disabled kids camps in the US and there was an English teacher in Thailand and Korea and had a cold call sales job in Australia. And then thankfully the blog saved, saved the day and I didn't have to go back to any of that stuff. Mm. Uh, and, and teaching English as a foreign language uh, turned out to be quite a good way to to fund your early travels. Yeah, I think fund sustain maybe is a better word, Pat. To be honest, because I was only getting paid maybe five hundred, six hundred euro a month working full time in, in Thailand. Obviously, it's not a very wealthy country, so I've, I'd been broke for so much of my life. I was now broke in Thailand, which was completely fine with me. You know, I was used to not having much money, and I'd rather be broke in Thailand than broke back in County Down. So that was like the first step of, of all these wild adventures and understanding that you don't necessarily have to come from a wealthy family or to have a stable parenthood, uh, like your mother and father figure together. I understood that you could still do cool stuff with your life, even if you didn't have the silver spoon. And, uh, and English teaching allowed me to learn that. Now, you actually uh, developed your own silver spoon because your blog was hugely successful and it enabled you to become, so I've been reading anyway, financially independent. Is that so? Yeah, that's that's the truth of it. Pat. I actually started my blog back to show people from similar upbringings to mine that you can do cool stuff with your life. Don't don't wait around. Um, and then just by being very honest about my finances and, and all the escapades that I got up to on my travels, I managed to monetize it. And it, yeah, it completely changed my life. And now I am kind of financially free, as weird as it seems to say it. I mean, are you kind of a a corporate person now? Do you have <laughs> assets? And, and Well, I mean, yeah, I invest a lot in property and I'm starting to do property development. I'm actually building my mum a house here beside me in Thailand as we speak. So if you can hear any construction, that's what's going on. Um, and then I, I was always very careful with my money because I was so scared of going back to being broke again. So when I started making like really good money with my blog, I would just squirrel it away, index funds, properties, da 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 and I would instead of taking flights around the world, I'd be on twenty-four hour buses and sleeping rough in in bus stations or or ports. Um, and it, that kind of financial mm-hmm. diligence allowed me then to invest my money and and set me up for a day that when the blog's not around, I'll still be okay. Now, all the things you've done, I mean, doing marathons means you must be fit as a flea. Number one. But uh, climbing the seven peaks, the seven summits, uh, the highest ones, and even some uh, for insurance in case somebody said that's not the highest. <laughs> I mean, yeah. where did the climbing expertise come from? 
Well, I don't think of even years in, I wouldn't call myself an expert, but it was more of it in the aftermath. You know, like I'm a type A personality. I'm quite an intense guy. So when I, I did that 11 year journey to every country and really I thought I was going to in the aftermath of that, I was expecting to like throw my shoulders back and feel proud of myself. And I didn't feel like that at all. I know I'm a normal guy. So when you know you're normal and you've achieved something, it doesn't feel as impressive yourself. So then I ended up in this like three, four, five month lull. I was drinking too much. I was getting, putting weight on. And I was like, God, I need to do something else. So I read that the highest mountain in Europe was in, um, was in uh, Russia, a place called Elbrus. And also there was an Irish guy running an operation where you could run a marathon at the North Pole. So I signed up for those two things, an expedition to climb that mountain and to run that marathon at the North Pole in like a four week period. And then once I did that, it was fun and I felt energized again. And, and then I just kept going. And what, that was six years ago or so. And with the mountains, of course, you, you slowly build up easier, less easy, difficult. And then all the way up to, to Everest where you got to risk your life and all. And that's yeah. eight months ago I sat at the top of there. And what was that climb like? Because, you, you know, you see uh, pictures sometimes of a queue of climbers trying to get up uh, Everest. Uh, it uh, it looks like a doddle, but I have <laughs> never believed that it is for anybody in any circumstance. Yeah, you know, I, you know, Pat, I feel it's very fashionable for people to sit at home and complain about these things. But I was in very good shape before I did Everest. There's a mountain beside my house here in, in Chiang Mai in Thailand, and I was running up and down. It's 50k from uh my front door to the top of the mountain and back and I was doing that nearly every day for six seven eight months and I was in cracking shape and then on summit day at Everest for example I was looking around and seeing other people and I was thinking like everyone on this bloody mountain's a beast because I was so close to collapsing every step I was thinking god everyone must be seriously fit so I know it's very fashionable to to to, to criticize mountain climbing in the current political climate but honestly no one no one's getting gifted uh, the summit of Everest. Everyone's going right through the mill to get to the top of there. I, I, like, I feel quite protective of that reality. I haven't been so close to quitting myself. Yeah. Um, of all the tasks that you did, what was the, the, the toughest? Because I'm sure even when you're at sea level and you're in maybe hostile territory, um, you've had some narrow scrapes. Yeah. You know, when <laughs> when people hear about you visiting every country, that like their instant thought process is like, cocktails in the Thai islands or in Tulum or, or Cancun and actually half the time you're in Somalia and the Congo and Yemen and, and Syria you know um, so there's been a few I've been arrested more times than I want to think through like corruption and all this and I've ended up like for example in 2017 I was trying to get to Yemen and um, the civil war was still was still on there it was actually starting out badly and I know recently it's been flaring up again and I ended up in a a cargo ship for four days, an Indian cargo ship, because it was the only way for me to get into the country. And I've had a fair few experiences like that, for better or worse. Uh, you're very much, you know, uh, uh, I suppose, a Western European in your look. So when you <laughs> yeah. go into uh, countries, there is no doubt that you come from, shall we say, the developed world. Is that a bit of an obstacle sometimes? You know, it's not the generally, I don't know if I can say this, Pat, but generally it's not the... It's not civilians. It's not normal people who are giving you grief. It's the police and the governments that are shaking you down. You know, it's the guy. The guys on the street are happy to help you, but as soon as you see the police, that's when the issues arise. Yeah. Um. Now you've done all of this, and now you're you're uh, resting up. Uh, you have a partner in life with whom you hope to have um, a family. But I, I I wonder how you're going to fill your days. 
Uh, well, I've just got started. As I said, I got back 36 hours ago. So I'm back training now. I'm actually I'm launching an ultra marathon at the end of the year. I want to create these events because I know I'm a normal person, even though I've done all this cool stuff. And I really want to encourage other normal people to do epic slash arduous tasks where you get into that dark moment, your body's screaming, you're running ultra marathons or cycling across countries and and you regret your choice to be there, but you battle through it and you come out the other side. And it's very transformative to to set yourself a, a, like a big goal and really work hard for it, come close to failing and come out the other side. So I want to create events that will encourage other normal people to do these cool things that I think is so beneficial. You keep saying you're normal. <laughs> Some people are texting me saying you're quite mad. But uh, one yeah. from Una in Castle Blaney. I've been following Johnny Ward for the last four years on Insta. He's incredibly strong. I love his attitude to life. So thank you to Johnny. That's from Una. So there you are. Johnny, I um, hope you're enjoying your life. Uh, resting now 36 hours after getting back in your home in Thailand. Uh, but I suspect we shall hear more of your adventuring in the not too distant future. But Johnny Ward, thank you very, very much. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk.